Warning the following program contains world premieres, certified ball players, incredible interviews, latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia. Acute player hater disorder. No jumper. No handles. Allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. Welcome to Licensed to Ball podcast where certified ballers play. And now here's your host, Kip Hop. Welcome to the show. We got day one. Hope everybody can hear me. I, I can't hear myself real good. Let me turn this volume up. But welcome to the show. I'm Hip Hop. Listen to License to Ball podcast. We got to recap on this. Those showcase games, they was pretty good, man. They were real pretty good day one. Got home real late. Got home around 12 o'clock. Couldn't even stay for the last game. It was so late. Me and my son had to get up out of there. But, like, takeaways from day one. I haven't seen all the teams out there in the country play. Got to do a little bit more research. Hopefully in July, I get to see majority of the teams play and see all the good teams play. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That game at least 16 out of team, 2024 class, like we keep saying, that class is a deep class. Man, 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 man. That team is good. Played the EYBL team with no Peyton Marshall. They were missing some folks too. I'm not real familiar with their team, but I heard the coach, they were jaw jacking after the game a little bit. A little friendly trash talk with both head, not nah, not both head, head director of a game elite, the general, and they coach and they know each other. They got a personal relationship in. So there's a big talk in America about EYBL is the best league and that's a place you should play. Only reason why is you could say that if anyone at all in this place of play because Nike does a great job of marketing and everybody believes that. So what you believe, what you think is true. It don't really matter where you play at. If you got good chemistry and you build your team together, you can beat anybody, play anybody. With social media, with the recruiting services, with connections and all this, you're going to go to a good school if you're that dude. Don't believe all that hype. You got to go in the EYBL League to get a scholarship to go to the Blue Bloods. Which is some teams not even Blue Bloods. That's the funny thing about it. That's another topic for another day. But So it's a real big deal for non-EYBL teams to play EYBL teams to beat them. Or line up and see how good they are. You know, and a lot of EYBL teams is drinking the Kool-Aid. So when they go play somebody else, a non-EYBL, non-EYBL team, Nike team, 
they come with their guard down, their hands down, and think it's going to be a cakewalk. It's not. We got to stop this stuff in America. That's the billion dollar company. We, they don't need any help on marketing. They don't need help on selling any shoes. They don't need help at all. Your whole job is to get a freaking scholarship and be seen and play on a national level at the next level. Then hopefully make it to the league where you can make some good money. Ain't nothing about no Nike. It's who, who's, who's paying. Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to advance your future? Bump Nike. Bump all of them, be really. But I'm, I'm tired of saying this. I've been saying this over the years, and it's kind of it's kind of hilarious. And a lot of these people getting a wake-up call. Nike has great players just like anybody else had great players. But people flock to that to that uh, league. I wasn't ready to go into that, but it's, it's just frustrating seeing that and just having flashbacks to seeing that. You got a, you got a guy like Jalen Brown play for Game of League. Number two, number two, number three overall pick. Going to make over three or four hundred million dollars in his career is a shoe free agent. He's not with anybody anymore. And he had success. He just played in the final. So we, we got to get off this. You got Joe and B too. I mean, we get off, off this foolishness where you got to play at a certain place to have success. No, you make your success. You are what you are. Your God given talent that made Nike what it is. And if it's Jordan, you're the problem. Because a long time ago, Craig Hodges wanted you to start your own shoe company. And you wouldn't do it. You have built Nike up. And Jumpman was a false company because you gave it right back to him. Now they own everything. You had, these players have the power, not these companies. Let me get back into this, man. I was trying to get off of it. Let me get back into this. So, that Game Elite is the best 16 on the team in the country. And they really feel that way, too. You know, they really feel that way. And they looking for respect and they're not getting respect. So they going in, going out there, whipping butt and taking names. If I know. And another team is a top five team in the country. Got something to say about that. They also out of line. That's that 16 under as well sucked his team. Led by Shakari Harris. Man, that's another good team with a lot of good pieces. I don't think they deepest game in the league one through whatever, but they have solid pieces. They have real good pieces. And by that having that deepness, they play more and their chemistry is a little bit more smooth, so I say it's more fluent with that team. Which no knock on but man, I haven't seen I, I gotta look, I gotta look it up. I don't think if they did play game in the league beat them. But I like to see them play again. I love to see them play again. Man. They came out of the late. I mean, that Jakari Harris kid. He took over the game. And what you like to see in point guards. Point guards like him. He controlled the tempo of the game. And he refused to lose. You can see in the game. And, and his court vision, man. His court vision is superb. He, kids are just all around good player. You know, and the top, like, they had, what, a top 150 in basketball as well. And you just the takeaways from what I'm seeing from day one, 2024 class. They rank about the one, the 150. You're going to hear this now. 70% of the 150 all said and done when they graduate going to have five to four stars 
and I might set a record. They usually don't have that many. It's gonna start. It start then and out in the seventies and eighties when you get to the hundred, around that. But they're gonna have the most four and five star players in that class. Mark my word. It's gonna be over fifty. Four and five star class. I think it's gonna be around seventy. It's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of five star players coming out of there. If I, and a lot of people don't understand what five star means. Five star means you're ready to go to the league, basically. If the NBA draft allows you to be drafted out of high school, you go straight to the league. Four stars, too. Some, if you're a tweener, nowadays, with no college, a four star could go to the G League, sign a two, two way contract, and some of them will go wild and get drafted or play straight away in there. That's the. That's the takeaways um, from that. When we come back, we're going to break down these games. When we come back, we're going to break down these games. This is Caleb Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, head coach at Pelver Costco. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet keep rocking with license to ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop. Yeah, these games, these showcase games on Core 4 Hunt, Jerome said he's going to bring it back. It's something beautiful. It really is it's something beautiful. The atmosphere, it just really, it just really there. And the atmosphere is there. I don't know what to say about it, but it is really is. It's just bring back chills and memories. Saying, I remember one game is bringing back chills from memories because I was sitting in the same position last night that I was sitting in when CP3 were playing. Who was CP3 playing? CP3 was playing. You know them now as the Florida Rebels. Back then, they was each one teach one. Man, that was a great name. I wish I couldn't give it up, man. But I heard one guy still used the name, but man, it's not the same. But each one teach one. And I did a licensed ball show on that one, video. And the reason why I remember that game so much is I'm real close to Game Elite, and people don't know. I've just been around Game Elite. There's nothing proximity to my house. They were like 10 minutes from my house, 10 or 15 minutes from my house. And, and Willa has a lot of great basketball players that came out and good basketball players come out of there. And it's around the time when Jalen Brown was there. So it's a one-stop shop. Go watch workouts. Go watch a practice games. Or you go catch another t- kid come in. They had tournaments up there, so you know, just I drive the car. And I was bored. I just go to Willie and check out a workout. So I was around there a lot. So there's no favoritism at all in that. On that, but I actually lost my train of thought. What I was talking about with that. Okay, yeah, I got it. So reason why I remember that that position I was on the court and I had fond memories and I one memory came back standpoint is CB3 fans and um, people who loved the program and all this would knew I was closest game elite and says so like hey oh man Jalen Brown's leaving game elite 
he playing for CP3. I said, the dude ain't playing for CP3. Like, he's on CP3 roster. I said, what? Like, yeah, see? I said, that means he's playing for that team. I bet you when he dress up, he dress up for Game Elite. And they look like look like fools. Like fools. And I kind of in the same area where I filmed that. And I filmed that each one teach one CP3 game the 17 under. Probably eight years ago. Five or six years ago. Real good game. That's what we went down to the wire, if I remember correctly. It's a real good game. You go to Jim Rand's side of YouTube channel and you can type that in. You can find that that video. Pretty nice. We got a lot of hot videos on there than we did in the past. Even if you haven't seen any of our videos this year, people who new to us, new to Jim Rand Insider, we're known for videos. Even we got this podcast going on, License of Ball podcast show. And we got a lot of stuff in the articles, a lot of classics. But I hope I'm pronouncing this right. It's D Mays. D Mays was going against the Celtics. And Celtics ended up defeating them 79 to 72. And the Celtics was led by Jakari Harris with 19 points and six assists. I mean, just really show why he a top guard in the country. It really did. You know, and he. He was led, but he wasn't even the highest scorer. Langston Boyd scored 23 points. Number 11 with the shoulders. Looked like he's a nice man, like linebacker. Like a nice linebacker. He, he, that kid must play football. Langston Boyd led the team in scoring. Big combo guard. You know, and Felton had 24 points. Led all scores. He, he's very aggressive and big guard. And a lot of his stuff is to the basket. He drive hard to the basket, to the basket, which is good in the wrong day. He ever developed that pull-up jump shot and that three-pointer. Score for all levels on the court. Felton's going to be a problem. And then, I'm, I'm, I'm all messing. Felton didn't lead them. I'm sorry. Felton didn't lead all scores. I'm sorry. Amir Allen did it with 27 points. Number one. And, ooh. That dude love it from the outside. He got a nice J. He wants you in his face so he can make it in your face. Give you that hand signal. Big time player. Look for big time shots. I like that guy. Amir Allen too. They had one guy foul out. Even with six fouls, he's very upset. You know, it's crucial, but they battle back and forth. Sucks has always had a command to lead at this game. They built the lead up to 10 points in one period of time. But you gotta you gotta give it up to D Maze Elite. They kept battling back, took it down to the wire, ended up losing by six points. Actually it was a close game the whole time. It was closer than that, but a little bit of fouling and built the lead back up, but it was closer than that. But D Maze Elite. That's a good team. They got some prospects on 10. They got a couple of guys. All the, the top three guys are four stars to me. They got two guys look like it might be it could be a five star. Especially one of them. We see more of that. Now I watch more of, the, of that this weekend and we had two or three more shows of this, so we're gonna get more and more updates on that, you know. We got we got Jakari Harris interview from after the game. We're gonna go ahead and cue that up. And hear what he had to say about that victory and that showcase game, showcase game on game day one.
Dog with Jakari Harris at the tip-off classic. Scored 15 points a day, led his team to a victory. Hey, man, um, so when did you decide when did you decide to take over? Um, you know, it was throughout the whole game. I was just I tried to uh I was just trying to find my side, just having to find out at the end of the game. I was just trying to attack, push the tempo, yeah. Just towards the end of the game, yeah. It seemed like y'all could never put them away. Y'all built the lead by 10 points, and then they just came back. They just would never would go away. Let's talk about that. Yeah, they just went on a um, they just went on a good run, but you know, we fought back. Uh, we played we played good defense the whole time. It was just hitting tough shots. So yeah, you just gotta play hard the whole game. So yeah. What was the key to the game? to get the victory? Um, just outrunning them. You know, they like to slow things down, but we, we like to push the pace. Just pushing the pace uh, and playing good defense. All right, from this win, what are you going to take from this showcase game going into tomorrow? Uh, we just got to lock in on defense. We got to get re we gotta get way more rebounds. We're not good at getting rebounds tonight, but, yeah, just play defense, get rebounds, push the pace, and we'll be good. All right, appreciate it. Now you hear that, you hear these guys talk and they talk like coaches, man. They really do. They talk like coaches. These guys talk like coaches. It's amazing. It is it's amazing how they talk like coaches and and see the game as a team game. And, and, and I, I love that. That's real good about that. And pretty much every kid you're going to hear in these interviews. You got another team was shorthanded because of the top 100 NBA camp, Georgia Stars, one of the flagship programs of this state of Georgia, been around the block for quite some time, have produced a lot of players. You can turn on the TV and you'll see a Georgia Star player. They have produced a lot of players. Tonight they're having a little down year with their program, but they still have studs even on the down year. They still have studs. No, they end up losing by one point in a close game. Losing, but they end up they're gonna end up playing in the showcase game tomorrow. They're gonna the first game. They're gonna end up playing game elite. And we got Karis Bilal. We have his interview, and he's gonna discuss a little bit about tomorrow as well, and talk about why they fell short so we're gonna cue him up what, uh, what was the reason why y'all couldn't squeak this um victory out uh down the stretch just took a couple bad shots and uh, a couple bad defensive possessions and uh just the whole game we got, we got some new players and we just got to get to like get to know each other and get the chemistry right and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be better tomorrow you was asserting yourself today why you feel you came up short? Cause you had a pretty good game. Um, uh, just, just uh, we we, mm, just our, our defense really uh, is what hurt us. Uh, even the, mostly the first half, we just gave a lot of layups, not not a lot of jump shots really, just a bunch of easy buckets, and we couldn't, we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't score enough to win. What are you going to change for tomorrow going in tomorrow morning playing the uh, game elite? Um, we'll have a better feel for uh, for our new pieces, and we'll play a lot better defense, try to keep people out the paint, and hopefully just that help us win both games tomorrow because we got two tough ones tomorrow against game elite and TSF. 
All right, appreciate it, man. No problem. I'm with Jerry. All right, now. Got lost for words a little bit right there because these guys like to say the right thing, which is good. And they want to lead a team astray, so that's good. But we got game elite. Ant up out of that game and put a mic and a phase in. Man, uh, stuff that Jeremiah and CJ said, I was kind of like, man, do I want to share this? But I was like, why not? Why not? What's wrong with it? They 31 and 1. And one, and that one, that tie really, that, that tie, whatever, I think that's going against the 17, so that really don't even count. So they read 31 and one. And I'm like, they record and they game speak for themselves. Are they lying? Everybody you go against. And the team that beat them was the Georgia Stars. They played today at one o'clock and beat them with 10 seconds left in the game. And I could look, pull a little mix together, like that little sports on the highlight on it, because I recorded that whole game. I got a good view, and I shot that whole game. So I got footage of that back back then. But, you know, that game is going to be a real turn-up game. I hope emotions don't get too over both teams because they want to play each other so bad, and they want bragging rights so bad. And it's, just, it's, a, it's a good thing to see for basketball, just watch that. So I just hope cooler heads avail today, but I love, I'm going to love seeing that. I'm going to love seeing that. So we had Game Elite, last game that I saw for the night, and I was ready to go, man. I, I had no I had a lot of work to do and get back home and all that, but the last game was Game Elite, defeated TSF. 20, I mean, 76 to 60. When you uh one-man show, y'all, when you're producing your show and you got buttons in front of you and you're hitting stuff, all these things, and then you're uh, reading notes and remember what the game is, sometimes you make a mistake. But Game Elite 76, 60 OTSF, another EYBL local team that – Game Elite was looking forward to playing. And this team was led in scoring by Jeremiah Wilkerson with 25 points. He led both teams in scoring. And you had C.J. Brown, man, had the best overall game, had two monster dunks, set the gym off a total. He reminded me of Ryan Hurl. He didn't know who Ryan Hurl is. And I'm like, whoa, you from Georgia and you a point guard, you don't know who Ryan Hurl is? So, anybody know who Ryan Harrell is, know who Jim Ryan inside is. That's another staple player that we have that is linked to Jim Ryan Insider. It's one of the great, all-time great high school basketball players in Georgia. We had missed on Anthony Edwards because I had to take some time off. So, he should be linked with Jim Ryan Insider, but he's not. But pretty much all-time high school greats since 07 is linked to Jim Ryan Insider. And C.J. Brown, man, had a monster game, 18 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. But it's not that. He he had he probably would have had 30 and, like, 20 rebounds. He would have had a triple-double. Put it like this. C.J. would have had a triple-double if he wasn't in foul trouble. 
They kept him sat down for a while, and he even admitted you hear in the interview afterwards he was talking about he let his emotions get to him. He's going to get more under control, and that's why he got in foul trouble, he believed. And then you got TSF was led by Isaiah Evans with 14 points. And another thing, I kept looking at the game because I'm still getting back into this, y'all. You know, I haven't been a year in back yet. So even with my question asking on interviews, is, is, I feel to me it's superb. Right now it's shaky. It's going to get better because I'm rusty and I got to get back in the swing of things. I, gotta ask, I ask, usually ask very great questions. My questions is all right right now. They're going to get better, especially when I more feel of the game and understand the player more and – I don't have to keep looking over my shoulder and see what my son doing, make sure he's safe. So my whole mind is right. I got to get my whole game back. It's like preseason for me right now, training camp. But we're going to get it together. But that game, it wasn't really TSF. Not No knock on TSF. They's a good team. I see some good pieces. The game wasn't really close the whole game. The referees kept them in the game because they called everything. So it hindered both teams. And it messed up the play and the dirt of the game. The flow of the game wasn't real good at all because the referees got in the way. I think the flow of the game would have been better, and I think the game would have been a bigger league. They would have, it would have scored more against. They would have scored more points. It would have been a bigger deficit to TSF, but both teams would have played better. It would have been a better brand of basketball if the referees stayed out of the way. And you can just tell game only wanted this. And when the game first started, TSF was really believing the EYBL stuff. And we got to stop doing it. We got to believe what the players do on the court, how the players play. If this player is legit and he got G, you need to understand, okay, this is a dude who got G. I need to bring my A game today or he going to bring it to me today. I can't be looking to see what league he in. That's like going out for a fight and you don't believe the guy good and he – Get you good in the jaw. He stumble you. Now he got a he has a leg up on you because you startle. We can't come out like that, guys. We got competitive. You look in college basketball, that crap don't mean anything no more. That's why these mid majors um, is handing out butt weapons left and right, and they they don't even call them upsets no more. They don't even call them upsets no more. It's, it's, that's how crazy. They don't even call them upsets no more. So this day two is going to be very superb, man. It's going to be very lovely, man. We're going to go and queue up these interviews from Jeremiah Wilkinson and C.J. Brown from that big victory. They're beating the EYBL team they play, or the TSF. TSF is a good program. I think TSF is going to surpass Georgia Stars in the EYBL market in Georgia. That's my theory. We shall see. Just defeated the EYBL team, TSF. Man, what was the key to the game? We was keeping our composure. We knew they were going to come play us tough, but we knew we stick together as a team, even without our big man. That we get rebounds, we play hard, we can take the game. We can, we can take it. Is it extra motivation seeing you playing a, a team, crosstown rival, basically, then they, they're a Nike team? Yeah, it is extra motivation because you know it heightens the trash talk. Everybody's talking more, so we know all these kids, so that's really what it is. And what got you going today? Because you, uh, you played very well today. You, your shot wasn't there, but you still play, You found a way to contribute to the team, man. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I know. Even if my shot's not there, I can always find ways to impact the game. So, you know, it's really at that point, it's playing hard, trying to find open teammates, playing defense, all of it. 
and keeping my team, leading the team. All the, I can do everything, even if I'm not hitting. I got you. So tomorrow you got another big one. You got a rematch at one o'clock. You got two big games tomorrow. What do you? What's your focus on those games? Well, play hard. That's all we can do. If we give it our all, we know that nobody can stop us. All right, man. Appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow. Now you hear that? The kid's a competitor, and we can't. We gotta stop doing this too. We as we fans too, because ninety nine percent of us don't play in, in the professional era. So that's why I say we fans, and ninety nine percent of us not play college ball or any more at all. That's why I said we fans. So we gotta stop knocking people for having confidence and backing it up and saying things like that. That they competitors. So we got we gotta stop that. We we really do. We gotta stop that. What the kid said, nothing wrong with what he said. It's a truth. And you can hear the, how competitive he is and he looked forward to this. He know them, personally know them. So it's nothing it, you know, it, I'm old school. I talk trash too, and I learned how to talk trash from Dennis Rahman. I studied Dennis Rahman. I watched when his own tape. I watched it so much that I can't even watch the tapes no more. The tapes are ruined. Just learn how he got in people's head and tried the things out, and the stuff worked to a T if you learn how to use it. So, trash talking and friendly trash, so as long as it's not disrespectful and it don't lead to any craziness, this game was a good game. Everybody hugged each other and laughed at the game, and it was, it was cool, and I loved it to see that. That's a good thing about it. And we got C.J. Brown. Remind me of Ryan Hurl. And I actually want Ryan, I want Ryan Hurl. I'm going to try to get Ryan Hurl to the gym sometime in the future. I want to get Ryan Hurl to the gym because he's living in Atlanta now. Guy made about three or $400,000 overseas for that out play. You know, that's a lot of money. Then didn't make the league, but was a good player. I mean, it's a real good player. Played over in Greece. Man, wow, he's a YouTube sensation with his handles and bounce and his J. Love the kid to death. Love the man to death. He's a man now. I'm trying to get him to come watch CJ play and just see what he see. And he might better help you out, CJ. Because I know you're going to listen to the CJ. He might better help you out. Actually, he in town now. He retired. And he he been farther in the road where you're going, so. I'm trying to get him to come watch a game and see how you play. And I think he might be help, willing to help mentor you. Ryan's a good guy. Let's go and queue up this C.J. Brown after the game interview. With C.J. Brown, man, I know you got a lot of emotions running through you, man. You was real amped up in that game. You play with a lot of passion, man. Let's talk about that. Uh, it was a really anticipated game coming in, and we just had to show that we're the number one team in the nation, in the state, and that's about it. How you get yourself motivated? Uh, listening to music. I just try to keep myself engaged in the game, get my mind right before the game, eat right, and hydrate. All right, we got to talk about you got two dunks. Um, I like the one first half more than the one you went baseline with two. Let's talk about those two dunks. Uh, coach said, whenever you go up, you put somebody in the rim. So that's all I was looking for, to dunk on somebody. Have you heard of a guy named Ryan Harrell? Are you familiar with him? Uh, no, sir. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. You need to type in Ryan Harrell. Yeah, you need to look him up. He, 
He played a little bit. Um, Dez trained him a little bit, but you need to look him up because you got some glimpses of your game of him. You might want to watch him because y'all kind of kind of wiry the same kind of way. Should check him out. But I want to. You got in foul trouble. Why was? Why do you think that is? Uh, being overly aggressive. I was so amped up to play and play defense that I was overly aggressive, too touchy. So what you gonna do tomorrow to, um, to change that and look forward to these two big games you got tomorrow? Uh, I gotta keep my mind in the game. I gotta stay amped up, but back off a little bit on defense. I got you, CJ Brown, man, appreciate it. Yeah, you see this guy, these good kids, man. He's, they're really, they're good kids. And I was saying to guys been around for a while then that I know, and I was like, man, these guys are more athletic. They bigger, stronger, quicker, and they can play. I'm like, but it's something like it's an it factor missing. And I don't know if I'm being unfair on judging, and I can't figure out what it is. And all I can figure out is the only difference is with other classes. Each class had one or two players, even in the region or nation, whatever. That was a must watch. All these guys are good. What I mean by a must watch, if you didn't come to a game, not a tournament, if you didn't come to one of those games, you would miss viral video type stuff. Viral moves and positions and dunks and plays, viral plays, should I say viral blaze and that's what it is like prime example the last time I can remember when I covered somebody hard and heavy Jalen Brown I learned a valuable lesson in South Carolina in the icebreaker tournament I was talking to Michelle his mother and I filmed a lot and that's why I took some time all cause burned out I did a lot of this man I just 24 hours of basketball so I was just burned down. I was just tired. Talking to his mom. And they playing the Georgia Stars, actually. And these two dudes just riding the stars. They ain't not even started just riding the stars. Just riding them. Just riding. And they were talking junk about Jalen Brown. So I got defensive. If I cover you, if I do an interview with y'all, cover you, I talk to you on the show, it's like you part of the family. I defend you. Cause you officially, I have certified you uh, a ball player. So you part of the gym right inside the family. And I'm real close to JB. And they was talking crazy, blah, blah, blah. They was all in his chest and all this, blah, blah, blah. And it's trying to steal the ball from him, playing physical with him. Cause he was ranked in the top 50 that time, working towards number one. And they were trying to test him. He ain't that good. And the fans are all saying that because he ain't played for the Stars. He played for Game Elite, blah, 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 this and that. He's on Adidas team. He ain't that good. And they was pressing him too close and trying him in the air. And I kept warning. I said, you need to tell. I, I said this to the two dudes. I said, you need to tell those team, your, the players down there to get off him like that. It's not wise for them to get on him like that. And they just, ah, da, ah, da, ah, da, ah, ah, ah. Except they playing them wrong. And they're going to get embarrassed today. So I went down, fast forward back to why I'm saying this. I sat down and talked to Michelle, taking a break, and he was in the corner, and he did like a Jordan move where he faked going up top. And that's kind of a drill that him and Dez work on. So it was kind of like a drill within the game, so it was easy for him to do, sort of. I've seen him doing workouts. So he faked up top, spun back baseline, 
took off right outside of the paint. And did they know that Jordan Duncan and Slam Dunk, y'all see all the time, a lot of people are very young. They don't, I, I was kind of young, so it's hard for me to remember this. But when Jordan took off, when like he was leaning almost sideways in the air and did the windmill dunk into the goal, I think it's in Dallas All-Star Game, like late 80s, early 90s. And Slam Dunk competition around his third or fourth year in the league. And you've seen it. If you know Jordan, you've seen this iconic dunk. Well, Jalen didn't do a windmill, but he did that same kind of dunk without the windmill. And three guys went up with him. And he leaned in and jammed it and put it on top of their helmet. The whole gym erupted. And I jumped up. And I ran up to him. And I usually don't get emotional like that. I just yell in that face. I told you. I told you. I told you to get off that guy. I told you. He just got embarrassed. He got posterized. Then when my emotions all calmed down, I was mad. I said, I missed the dunk. That's Jalen Brown's best dunk he ever did in his life. Pro, college, any level. I feel that's the best dunk I ever seen him do. And I don't have it on video. And so I vow with players that must watch players never put down the camera and not record. Unless you don't have no more juice. Or no more space to record. You don't take a break on these players. I vow never do that again on a must-watch player. To that day. So, that that's one thing I learned from that. And that's what I mean by must-watch players. You know, I got a lot of thoughts and I've seen a lot of basketball in my head. So, I go all over the place sometimes. So, sometimes I, I digress. Because I see one thing remember, remind me of something I have done or seen or record. And then I start talking about that. So it be related to me. And I just have to explain to y'all why I'm saying this. Cause I've seen a lot of basketball. I've just been watching and watching a lot of stuff. So that's when you see a lot of these kids do these good moves. I just look. I've seen so much stuff happen and so much posterizing things. I mean, it's, it's incredible. But I want to thank everybody for listening to this show. Let's try to do break another number on downloads and listeners. Almost each time we do a big show, we are breaking new numbers. So we're setting the bar higher and higher to listeners and keep sharing this and retweeting this and telling everybody about this. We're going to have more people, more guests on. We're going to do this and we're going to try to do this right because it's y'all's show. I say it's my show and I'll do the show, but it's y'all's show. Y'all listen to the show. We're going to give y'all what y'all want. So this to the listeners, it's your show. Just keep giving your suggestions and retweeting. And when you search for this, it's going to be Licensed to Ball Podcast Show. You can find it with the Kyrie Irving picture on it. It's going to be Licensed to Ball Podcast Show. You can find it on all major platforms. You can find podcasts. We're going to have this daily on the Tip F Classic over there in Swanee. Jerome's event. I'm pretty sure at the beginning I've been talking for a while and almost an hour now. So I'm pretty sure I said I said the tip off classic in Swanee, Georgia over there. I did in TLC. But man, it's been beautiful, man. I see in the gym. You see me at the gym. Come holler at me and let me know you listen to the show, man. I love to know what you think and get your take on it. In person. You hear some more stuff tonight. Till next time. Peace.